Hey, it's just after 5 o'clock. Let the weekend begin. Oh, yeah. And it's time to start the weekend off by having our Bible questions answered. Ask the Preacher with John Free. Brought to you by Believers Fellowship Church. Ask the Preachers on, and in the studio is George and John. Hey, welcome everybody. Glad you're listening today on this uh, April the 29th. It's uh, just after 5 o'clock. Hope you're having a, uh, a wonderful Friday, probably driving home. Glad you're listening. This is this is Ask the Preacher. George, are our phone lines open today? What they are, do? and folks, you too can be a glorified radio talk show participant by calling in today, 863-682-1430. You can join John and I in the studio and get your Bible questions or just any questions answered and uh, participate in the conversation. That's 863-682-1430. You can also go to askthepreacher.com anytime you want. Check out previous episodes, find the phone number, and uh, get some information there. Well, I want to give a shout out to somebody. I was on my way to the uh, to the studio here today. Got a phone call from somebody who uh, used to come to our church many, 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 many years ago, and they've been watching online. And they have decided to move back to Lakeland uh, to become part of Believers Fellowship in house again. And so they've been house shopping, that kind of stuff. They finally found a house. They closed on, or they're getting insurance, or whatever. Anyway, so he goes to get insurance on his house. Now, mind you, he's lived in Ohio for the last. 30 years. So uh, anyway, comes here to Lakeland. Somebody recommends an insurance agent. He goes, and and uh, so I just want to give a shout-out to Letitia Cruz. Let, I hope I'm saying that correctly, uh, Letitia Cruz, because while he was there getting his insurance, she found out where he goes to church, and uh, she says, oh, my goodness, I listen to that radio program every <laughs> Friday. It's so wonderful. And she just raved and raved and raved, and so um, uh, Letitia Cruz, we say, Hello to you from the Ask the Studio or Ask the Preacher Studio. So uh, glad you're glad you're a listener. Right on. Yeah, yeah, really cool. Hey, folks, I want to uh, invite you to be a part of a community event. Actually, people will be doing this all over the nation. It's the National Day of Prayer. It's on May the fifth. Now, what I find rather unfortunate, rather unfortunate, but yet not surprising is that the president will not acknowledge, our current president, uh, President uh, Foe Biden, uh, is, um, w- will not endorse May the 5th as the National Day of Prayer for the United States of America. That is my understanding. If I am wrong, I hope I'm wrong, but I'm not surprised. Anyway, back to my point. Uh, Thursday, May the 5th, at uh, City Hall, noon, Noontime on Thursday, May the 5th, City Hall. I want to invite you to come, spend an hour or as much time as you're able to, but we'll be there for an hour conducting prayer on the steps of City Hall, the old original entrance of uh, Lakeland City Hall. That is Thursday, May the 5th at noon. And then later on in the evening, in the middle of Munn Park, everybody knows where Munn Park is, in the middle of Munn Park, we'll kick up some worship at around 6 p.m., and then we'll have a time of prayer at uh, 6.30. So that's Thursday, May the 5th, noon, City Hall. Thursday, May the 5th, 6 o'clock, 6.30, Munn Park for the National Day of Prayer. It'll be good to have you come out and join us. Um, I will be, uh, I guess you could call it emceeing um, both of those events. And so uh, if you've ever just wanted to, to meet us, you know, since we're such famous radio hosts, 
here. Yeah. Okay. No, anyway. Yeah. Super. Super famous. <laughs> all. All. Uh, all seven listeners. So anyway, but it's great to have all seven of you listening. I can. I can feel you out there. Um, George, it, just uh, before we came on the air, we were we were talking uh, about a, a very dear friend of ours uh, who went home to be with Jesus, and um, I've known this man all my life. I, I don't remember a time. Uh, where he was not part of my family's life, uh, he, he would come over for Thanksgivings and Christmas and birthdays, and and uh, just a massive part. In it. He liked that word, by the way, massive. Just a massive part of our of our family. Uh, very very dear friend of my dad. They were childhood friends. Grew up together. Um, ran the streets together. Did drugs together. Met Jesus together. Got filled with the Holy Ghost. Went into ministry. Uh, Worked for the Lord alongside of each other for many, many, many years. Well, Daniel John is his name, and and he just went home to be with Jesus this week. And, uh, man, it's just a glorious thing. I am so happy for him. I've cried. Uh, My heart breaks in one sense, but yet at the same time, my my heart rejoices. And, uh, you know, I think about when Jesus told the disciples, and he gave them power uh, to go into the city and and to and to preach and to heal and to cast out devils and to do all of these mighty works and uh, it was it and it and it worked you know and the disciples go out and they do this and they come back to Jesus they're like oh my this is amazing such amazing power the the devils the demons obey us and this happens and that happens and wow they're just raving over the power of God and and Jesus my my words Jesus looks at him and says you know that's it's amazing that's wonderful boys. But the thing that you should be most excited about is that your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Oh, man, I, I, th- that rings to me so much more loudly. That is the most important thing in all of existence, not what we've accomplished in the earth. That's important. Um, not the legacy we left in the earth. That's important. All of these things are important. They matter. They're, they value. But the most right. important thing is that our name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Right on, right on, yeah, yeah. And so I, I rejoice for uh, for for Brother Daniel. I called him Papa many times. Uh, if he would call me on the phone, depending on what I needed in in life at that moment, I I might call him Prophet. I'd answer the phone, "Hello, Prophet," and he would say, "You know, well, you 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 call me Prophet. I'm going to answer you as a Prophet." You know, sometimes <laughs> I'd call him Papa. Uh, and anyway, just a just an amazing man, uh, full of the word, full of love. And uh, anyway, I will uh, surely miss him. However, I am grateful for the impact that he made in my life. But none, nonetheless, I I, uh, I rejoice that I I know for sure his name was written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And uh, anyway, it's just a it's a marvelous marvelous thing. Death to the saint, death to the Christian, death to the born-again believer. I want to be very, very clear about that. Death to the born-again believer is the greatest acceptance and experience of life that there ever is. We literally pass from a lesser to a greater, mm. moving as, yes. as wonderful as life might be on this side. We yep. literally pass from a lesser to a greater. And so he is definitely experiencing the greater. No question. No question. George, close us up. We'll go to a break for a moment. Well, folks, join us. It's 863-682-1430. Get your questions answered. We'll see you back in just a few moments. Hey, but right now, let's get back to more of Ask the Preacher. Let's get your Bible questions answered with George and John. 
Yep, 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 it is Friday and we are back. 863-682-1430. You too can join us in studio, get your questions answered. And uh, <clears throat> you can also go to askthepreacher.com and uh, use the website there to uh, to send in a question. It'll also uh, give you the phone number in case you can't seem to remember it. But uh, askthepreacher.com. And uh, <clears throat> I want to mention a movie that I watched this weekend. Uh, now, take it, take it with a grain of salt. It was a movie called Risen. Okay. And uh, it was actually, it came out like in 2016. And it's a... Uh, oh, I saw that. I, saw I, that, I guess yeah. the best way to call it is historical fiction because it, it is based on the actual historical event of the resurrection of Christ. But it follows... Uh, not a, necessarily a biblical perspective, right? right? It, yeah, yeah. So so it, it happens around this historical actual event. Um, but it follows a fictitious character who is a, a Roman, Roman soldier, soldier yeah. charged with investigating what happened and all that. It was a yeah, it's it, good. It, I, it, I it took it. some uh, creative liberties, but again, it's a you know fictional character, uh, this Roman soldier. Uh, so it was really, really neat. And uh, if you haven't seen it, check it out. You should go to Pure Flix, uh, sign up with them, get an account. They're they're like a uh, family friendly Netflix yeah. streaming service. But uh, it was it was pretty neat. I bring that up because uh, it got me thinking about the uh, – we just celebrated the resurrection not too long ago. Yeah, and the resurrection of Jesus. It, it got me thinking about the resurrection in a different way than I've, I've thought about before. So in case you folks don't know, if you haven't listened to the program with, with uh, myself – being a guest in studio, I'm a nerd, and I love. <laughs> he even to, looks like a nerd. Yeah, person. I do. I do. A very <laughs> handsome nerd, but a nerd nonetheless. And uh, I love to get down to the why of things, to think through things very critically, strategically, yeah. logically, very unemotionally. Yeah. Um, but watching this movie got me thinking about the reality of the resurrection to the people who witnessed it firsthand, uh-huh. both those who believed. Uh, in Jesus, and now we're met with this reality of, wait, he's risen? It like, really happened. He said it would happen, but <laughs> did I really believe that it was going to happen kind of a thing? Uh, and it, it reminds me in, in John 11, oh, not John 11, I, I can't remember, it's in Martha's uh, talking to Jesus after he resurrects. Yeah, and she, is it 11? Well, no, no, <clears throat> G, Martha's talking to Jesus after Lazarus resurrects? Yeah, yeah, after Lazarus. Okay, after John Lazarus. 11 is Lazarus, and, yeah. And, She's mentioning, oh, Lord, I, I know that you know the, the saints will resurrect in the last days, uh, and so they were always expecting him to to resurrect. Uh, they were expecting a resurrection in the future time, the yeah. day of the Lord, this far off event when all of Israel would be restored and, right. and all that. And uh, so, for them to have been met with that reality, whew, oh yeah, yeah, man, it makes me wonder what I would have done in that situation. I, I thank God I was born in a time such as now because. You know, he, he has a plan for us. He has a purpose for us. And, and we are for this appointed time. Um, and I'm thankful because I don't know if I could handle that kind of uh, truth all up in my face like that. And also, I love air conditioning. So, <laughs> yeah, um, it's, um, you know, two two things happen. In Matthew eleven twenty five is where Jesus says to Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. So just before that, she says to him, well, well Lord, I know that. He will rise, speaking of Lazarus, Lord, I know that he will rise in the resurrection 
Uh, and then Jesus' response to her is, I am the mm-hmm. resurrection and the life. And so, which is interesting because when Jesus rose from the grave, uh, now you, you go into Matthew chapter 27, beginning in verse 52, and it carries on for several verses and, and talks about this a little bit. But um, when Jesus rose from the grave, Matthew 27, verse 52, it says that the graves, plural, were opened up. And and uh, and something to the effect of and the and the saints roamed the earth. And in other words, when Jesus came out of the grave, so did a bunch of other bodies. <laughs> and that's now, crazy. That's like that's... zombie apocalypse if you if you put it into a movie, right? I think in that movie that you're talking about, Risen, didn't they go and they're like looking through all sorts of graves? They're like, what happened? How did this? You know? Yeah. How were... can we determine his yeah, body from any right. of these others and whatever? Because all of these graves opened up, you know. And uh, so, I, wow, that's that's really awesome. People will speculate. I don't know that this is really the case. It's interesting thought. That they say, why did Jesus have to say Lazarus' name when he was telling Lazarus to to come forth in the King James? Um, my dad and I, we were actually talking about that yesterday. He used that term, come forth. I said, well, I, you know, I think that kind of in modern-day translation, Jesus kind of said, hey, Lazarus, come here. <laughs> you know, so versus come forth, you know. So it says it in the Message Bible. Yeah, maybe. Uh, so the uh, why did Jesus have to say the name of Lazarus? Why did he have to be specific? Well, quite possibly, because if he would have said, come forth, all the dead bodies would have raised. I don't know. That's a little bit far-fetched speculation in one sense. However, it's going to happen. Jesus did use the name specifically. When Jesus rose from the grave, many dead bodies also raised. And there is a time coming of the great resurrection of the dead, when all of those that have died in Christ will raise up together with him to meet him in the air. Oh, my goodness. It's going to be amazing. So what's what's interesting, um, and by the way, that's in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, uh, those those <laughs> things where the dead in Christ shall rise. Um, but it's, what's, what's interesting is you mentioned a movie. Our modern-day movie culture um, – Part of and that's not the whole segment of movie culture, but they they zombie po- apocalypse kind of stuff. I mean, it's a big deal. People love the idea of zombies. Whatever, and and I'm not saying that the resurrection of the dead will be like zombies. But if you thought about it and you thought, well, what might this look like? You could see how how people would create stuff like that. My my point in in saying that is the the interest that. People have even unbelieving people. The interest that people have in things that the scriptures actually talk about—they're interested in the supernatural. Why do you think Superman and all these other movies become so popular? People are interested in the supernatural, and the Bible has it riddled throughout. Yeah. Hey, George, let's take this caller here. Janet, welcome to Ask the Preacher. What do you got for us? Oh, thank you. I wanted to say I'm really sorry about your friend and your. Daddy's friend, Daniel, I was just talking. He was explaining to me about Daniel just the other day. I'm just shocked. And I didn't even know him, but there was something special. I asked him when you, uh, Easter Sunday, when you were doing the baptisms, there was this uh, young man yep. who came up Little toward boy. the end, and he prophesied over him, and it'd be wonderful if somebody could transcribe it for him and put it in his Bible for him to have forever. Yes, ma'am. You're absolutely right. Um, yeah, that was really special. Yeah, I, I have a picture of that right here on my on my phone. That was a very very uh, very special moment um, in yeah. the in the Easter service. 
uh, Jenny. I almost felt like I knew him. Yeah. And the other thing is, good job at the school board. Oh, were you watching that? I watched. I watched the work session and the whole session, and I'm. I just hope they do the right thing next week. Is all I can say. And and I'm. You know, I'm 77 years old, and there were some passages read that I couldn't even quote to you on the radio right now. You know, yeah, as yeah. you know, and. And I can't get those passages out of my head. <laughs> Sorry about that. Well, yeah. I, no, I'm glad it was done. But I'm saying, what about a young child? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that was um, that was a very interesting meeting. I, um, we'll we'll have another program kind of dedicated to that at, at some point as that is getting closer. That's been a little bit of a of a long ride, not not too terribly long, but it's certainly not moving in the direction that uh, we would have. Desired, uh, Janet. I'll, I'll back up to uh, to Brother Daniel that you made mention of. Um, and uh, by the way, Janet, thank you very much for for calling in. We'll go ahead and let you go. We're going to hit a break in a in a couple minutes here anyway. But uh, thank you very much for for calling okay, in. Okay, thank you. So, uh, Miss Janet, there referencing uh, Prophet Daniel coming up. Uh, we were doing a baptism in the middle of the Easter service outside, so we got the tank there, and a young boy comes down to get baptized, and and um, and Prophet Daniel had just been stirred concerning that young man. What he told me was um, all the, the whole service, you know, that, that young man, something in the Spirit got his attention, and so he was just waiting, and then, of course, when the, when the boy comes to get baptized, he's, this is the time. So uh, anyway, have a great picture of him laying his hand on his head and uh, speaking some some uh, divine words over him and imparting some things into him. Anyway, Georgia, right before we came on the air, uh, we talked just very briefly um, about the. Uh, I'm going to use a different word that, than what we said, but an impartation, um, a transference, if you will. But there is a transference of anointing. Uh, there's a transference of of grace that is supposed to take place. Uh, from from the older into the younger, more specifically from fathers into sons. Uh, you could say this in a variety of different ways. There's different levels, different hierarchies of it or whatever, but um, from mentors into mentees, from disciple makers into disciples. Uh, this is the design of God for one generation to pass things down into the lives of the of following generations. And um, that message in it in itself, that principle, is one of the things that Brother Daniel um, was was so powerful in my personal life, in my life about. There was a time where my dad, my my natural dad and I, we just didn't get along very well. And there are people like Brother Daniel that come along, come along, and uh, did a great job, just like Jesus. Jesus restored the relationship between the Father. And, and his children, or what's supposed to be his children. And that's how Daniel was uh, with me also at the same time. Just really worked hard and helped to restore relationship. I thank God uh, for mentors and for fathers and for teachers in our life. They are definitely a oh, gift oh, of God. Absolutely, Folks, join us right after this break. 863-682-1430. You're listening to Ask the Preacher. Second half of Ask the Preacher on the air for you on Talk Radio 96.7, and it's brought to you by Believers Fellowship Church. Here's John and George 
Welcome back from the break, everybody. This yeah. is George talking. Uh, in case you didn't know, separate John and I. I'm the uh, one who sounds incredibly handsome, and John sounds incredibly, incredibly handsome. I'll be kind to him there. Hey, you folks can join in on the conversation. You can join us in studio by calling 863-682-1430 and be part of the conversation. Yeah, and speaking of uh, joining us, you can join us at church at Believer's Fellowship. Uh, Look us up online, believersfellowship.com. You can join us for the National Day of Prayer this coming Thursday, six days from today. That's pretty easy. It's just almost a week, six days. So next coming Thursday, May the 5th, uh, 12 noon in front of City Hall. It's actually behind City Hall. And uh, at 6 o'clock, 6, 6.30, 6.30 is official start time, but we will start early. Uh, 6 o'clock, Munn Park on Thursday, May the 5th for uh, National Day of Prayer. Let me hit you with a real tough question. Oh, okay. Why should people join us for the National Day of Prayer? Is it is it going to do anything? Well, I guess I would have a long answer and a short answer. I'll I'll give you the short answer uh, with uh, why not? Why not join mm. us for the National Day of Prayer? What better thing might you be doing anyway? Okay, here's the, here's some real reasons. That why. answer hurt. Uh, <laughs> that was a hard to swallow pill. Here's some real reasons why um, you should join. And I understand not everybody can be there. You may have other things going on, and so you you can't be there. And so that's one of the great things about having two time periods. Uh, 12 noon at City Hall on Thursday, May the 5th, and uh, 6 o'clock, 6.30 p.m. at Munn Park on Thursday, May the 5th. So one of the reasons why you should uh, be there to join us in prayer, this is not the highest reason, uh, but this is one, I'll get to the highest in a moment, um, is simply for a show's sake. What do I mean by that? It's so that others can see that there are people that would call out to God and say, please help our city, please help our nation. Um, When other people see that, it is an encouragement. Now, there will always be people that mock that. You will always have naysayers. Folks, if you don't do stuff because of naysayers, then you won't get much done in life. You have got to move beyond the negative thoughts and the negative criticisms of other people and the negative thoughts and criticisms that pop up in your own brain. Um, We have to get past those. I I was speaking with a man today. I I don't want to get lost on this rabbit trail, but I was speaking with a man today, older man, and uh, he he said to me that um, when he when he dies he did not this wasn't about Daniel passing he had no idea about that uh, he is moving out of the area and he says but um, so he wanted to let me know he said but I want you to do my funeral when I pass I want you to do my funeral and he talked to me about some things and and um, and and he said you know I've had a lot of dreams and a lot of ideas a lot of things that I wanted to do in life and I never did them so would you just please say at my funeral uh, so and so had a lot of dreams and a lot of plans and a lot of things that he wanted to do in life. But he never did them because he was um, he he, ne- he never had the finances to get it done and and uh, and and he never felt like he was adequate enough to do it. I thought I'm not going to say that. <laughs> you know, one that doesn't bring a positive light to the person. But it really made me think for a moment. Wow, at least even in my own life, I have got to keep the the negative thoughts, all of the I can't statements that pop up in my mind. I got to learn how to work past them, how to set them aside because I can. Uh, and so there are things that, that doesn't mean we should do everything, but those things in which we should do, we have to be able to set the negative things aside. So anyway, so you say, well, people might make fun of us for being out there. I don't care. 
Let them make fun. The, the truth of the matter is we need the intervention of God in our society. Without right, the intervention of God, we are toast. We are toast. We're toast as a city, as a state, as a nation. I, we, we were talking during the break, George, about Governor Ron DeSantis. And uh, I had the, uh, the, the great pleasure and opportunity to go to the, to the uh, live showing of the Laura Ingram show with guest Governor Ron DeSantis of the state of Florida. Uh, it was in Orlando. It was, a, it was really cool. It was great to be there. Um, and uh, anyway, but my, my point in bringing that up is we cannot wait and rely on a governor to, to save our lives. We cannot relate, uh, wait for a president to save the nation or to save our lives. Folks, there is one Savior of the world, right. and his name is Jesus Christ. And we must have his intervention uh, in order for our, our nation to survive. Um, in order for me, I need Jesus. I've walked with God for years and years and years. I still need him. Tomorrow morning when I wake up, I will need him again. Thank God that his mercies are new every morning. So why uh, go to the National Day of Prayer? One, because our community needs to see that there are people that are praying for our community. Number two, we need the intervention of God. Um, The Scripture says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Uh, First Chronicles, uh, was it, 714. Um, if, if my people will humble themselves and pray and turn, repent, turn from their wicked ways, um, then I will hear from heaven and, and heal their, their land. Uh, we've got to come together and, and, and repent. You say, well, I didn't do anything wrong. Well, okay, fine, whatever. Uh, but as, as a whole, we have, and, and the truth is, even as individuals, we, we right. have as well. And so to come together and to pray, it makes a good showing to our community. It says there are people praying. Uh, we need the intervention of God. And the other thing is that when God hears us, a sincere heart, he answers. And so it, it does work. I, I would like to say prayer works, but I, I preached a message one time entitled Prayer Doesn't Work. And so that's why I'm kind of stubborn about it. I, I, uh, I don't like to say prayer works. Why don't I like to say prayer works? Well, it's not really true in one sense. Prayer, prayer does work, but this is what I mean. You can pray to that tree out there, and it won't right. work. Yep. It's the one we pray to yep. that has power. Prayer in itself does not have power. It's the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that has power. It's the, the Holy Spirit that has, has power. When we pray to the God of our fathers— uh, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, through the name of his son, Jesus, Yamashia, the Messiah, Jehovah God. There is power in that prayer. There is power in the name of Jesus. So when we pray, he hears us and he answers. So there's three reasons why uh, that we should be out there as a society, as a community, to pray. Uh, when we come together with like-minded folks, it's very encouraging. There's another reason, yeah. but that similarly relates to number one. It's really encouraging to know that we're not the only ones. I'll throw one more out there. I'm not saying this is for everybody, but if you don't, you will get eaten by a bear. I'm just saying. It happened in the Bible. <clears throat> I'm not saying it's going to happen with everybody. Just saying it could. So you might want to do your best to make it out there. So the uh, we'll, we'll have at both of those occasions, noon at City Hall and at 6 o'clock at Munn Park, Thursday, May the 5th, uh, we'll have a time of worship. Um, and then we'll we'll have some, some specific things that we pray about. Uh, there'll be opportunity for 
for a variety of people to come down and, and pray publicly, you know, from the microphone, leading uh, those that are there in prayer. Uh, we'll go back into a, a, another uh, short time of, of worship and just giving honor to God. And um, it's, it's, a, it's a very beautiful time. Some people might consider it religious. Uh, I consider it very, very powerful. And I, it's just, man, it really encourages my heart when I see uh, a variety, a, hand, a good, good, strong handful of uh, community people come out and, and together to pray. I'll, t- I'll take it a step further. It's not just uh, religious and it's not just community, but it's patriotic. Uh, you know, folks, very nice. out of the uh, 55 men who signed the Declaration of Independence, 52 of them were active members mm-hmm. in their yeah. churches. Um, they were pastors, they were elders, they were preachers and evangelists. Our nation was founded on the gospel of Jesus Christ, yes. not just by religious people, but on the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yes. And that was the same man who said, give me liberty, give me death, Patrick Henry. He said that, that our nation was founded on the gospel of Jesus Christ, not by religious people. So it is uh, patriotic, if you will, uh, to help bring the nation back to uh, its true roots, which yeah. are a people who desired liberty because where the spirit of the Lord is, there, there is, is liberty. liberty. Yeah. Uh, he is a God of freedom and and of liberty and of community. And and honestly, it's uh, Ronald Reagan once said, uh, we shouldn't ask if if God is on our side. We should. I'm butchering this, but we should make sure that we're on, we his on the side. side of God. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I, you, you mentioned the liberty part. Uh, yeah. It's very very powerful. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And so if we, we have experienced in, in even just a recent last year or, or so um, a massive uh, crush against our, our liberties. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason for that is because our, our authorities, our governmental authorities, have dismissed the reign of the Spirit of God, have, have dismissed um, looking at God as, as being uh, in charge, if you will, um, you know, they, they put them out the back door. And so when, when you put the Spirit of God out the back door, your liberty goes with it. Yep. And, and that we've seen that happen. You know, it was um, Abraham Lincoln that instituted the first national day of prayer a, as, a, as a calendared thing. Um, it changed its day a little, little later on in, in time. But um, it's, it's been a longstanding tradition in the United States uh, to pray. Um, but let me be more clear. It's been a longstanding tradition in the United States of America to pray to the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. That is the tradition. So when we say National Day of Prayer, I want to be real, real clear. We're not praying to to Buddha, to Muhammad, to uh, to to any other god. We are praying uh, to God the Creator uh, through His through the name of His Son Jesus Christ. Uh, that wow. is the National Day of Prayer on Thursday, May the fifth. Knowing that. Uh... Knowing that Lincoln was the first one to institute the National Day of Prayer, that is mind-blowing. Uh, it's a bad joke about Lincoln. Anyway, oh, folks, mind blo- folks oh, 863-682-1430 is the number. <laughs> Call in, ask your questions, get some answers. You are listening to Ask the Preacher, and we will see you after the break. Fourth and final segment coming up of Ask the Preacher this Friday. It's your chance to get Bible questions answered and to hear all kinds of interesting stuff about Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> Let's get back to more with John and George. <laughs> that was 
1430. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, 683 682 1430. No, is 863. Yes, 863. 682 1430. Yeah, you said 683. Anyway, oh, if sorry, you're thoroughly sorry. confused about the phone yeah. number, which is 863 682 1430, if the numbers confuse you, you could always go to askthepreacher.com. That's right. So, go ahead, John. Well, if you had something, you, you take it. I've I've led every segment uh, almost. Well, uh, I was just going to say that uh, I I think it's um, we talk about patriotism and and our role as believers in our community and in government, and it's something that my whole life has really been. Uh, I'm I'm a young man. I'm only let's say I'm 35 this year, so I'm a I'm a spring chicken compared to some of the people in the studio here, uh, sitting right across from me. <laughs> yeah. So. He's talking uh, about you, Eric. But, but my whole life, it's really been this false impression of separation of church and state. And I right. say false because, first of all, that phrase was in a letter, not yep. in any legal yep. documents. It was in a letter. It was somebody's opinion. Um, and it's it's used wildly out of context um, by most people nowadays. But regardless, um, it's encouraging to me, and uh, it gives me— some hope for my children's future that at least there's an awakening. Yes. Um, I don't know if it's a great awakening or a third great awakening, uh, if you will, in our modern times of, of uh, it revival. It may be, but everything I starts hope, small. I hope it is. Yeah. But it's it's good to know that there's at least an awakening. So, yeah, yeah. join us on May 5th for the National Day of Prayer. Yeah, and, Thursday, you know, even if you, if you can't join in person, just pray. Just yeah. pray. Corporate prayer is an effective tool, um, and so wherever yeah, you're don't, at, don't pray. Uh, if I can I encourage you. Don't too easily take the well. I'll just do my own thing and, and pray on my own. It it, it really is uh, so much more effective and powerful when when we come together and, and pray, mm-hmm. um, especially for for a community yep. stand yep. from a community standpoint. Um, you know, we used to have prayer in schools, and they took that out. Uh, we used to, and we, you know, what's interesting? There is still prayer in most cities across the nation. There's still prayer before city council meetings in most counties. Same thing, uh, school board meetings. Same thing. It astonishes me. It's, it it just it kind of blew my mind the other day at the school board meeting. Miss Janet that called. Um, reference the school board meeting this past Tuesday, where um, many people spoke out. Nobody. I thought that was interesting. Nobody spoke out in support of the books that are just pretty much riddled with pornographic material. Um, nobody spoke out that support Most them. of those supporters are probably in prison. <laughs> or should be. Um, should so be. everyone that spoke was... Uh, Washington, uh, D.C. <laughs> ...was against having those books in the libraries. Um, I found it interesting that before the meeting that there was prayer. Now, it's an unofficial part of the meeting. Okay. Uh, but there was still prayer and we call upon God to help us and to give us wisdom. And and I, sometimes I just want to tell people there is a time where you should stop praying and start reading. What do I mean by that? They would pray and say, God, give me wisdom. And I can just see God drop his face mm. in his hands yeah. and go, ah, I gave you my word. I gave you the scriptures and you're not willing to follow them. What am I supposed to do? Beat wisdom into your head, you know, beat wisdom into your heart. Uh, I, you know, I don't want to learn wisdom by judgment. I don't want to learn wisdom by hard knocks and trials of life. Um, I've learned many things that way, and it is a good teacher, but it is not the first teacher that I want to go to. Yeah, I want to go to God's Word. Uh, there is so much there 
and it's it's given to us not to not for hardship. It's actually given it given to us so that our yoke would be easy and our burden would be light. If we follow him according to his word, then we don't have to end up experiencing the 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 discipline and the pains of life. Um, you know, and it's just so it's just so wonderful to know that he has given us wisdom. So I was thinking about that school board meeting and I'm thinking, wow, here they are praying, saying, God, direct our steps in this meeting today. And and yet none of them are, are moved. Well, I shouldn't say none, maybe one, but moved um, concerning virtually pornographic material right there on the school board shelves. That is amazing. It's just which, which goes back to why it's vitally important for us to gather uh, on May 5th, because uh, the Bible says that the heart of the king is in God's hands. Mm-hmm. And uh, just as he hardened Pharaoh's resolve or hardened his heart, uh, so that his will could be accomplished. He can also soften and break uh, hearts and, and take these uh, hard, stony hearts and, yeah. and give men hearts of uh, flesh and, and hearts that uh, are responsive to his spirit. And so uh, vitally important for, for those of us who are supposed to be his hands and his feet, who are supposed to have Jesus as our authority, not just in our personal, private, religious lives, but he's supposed to be the king over all sectors and parts of our lives. Yeah, we, we precisely. Need to be, we need to be praying and, and asking that he would move the hearts of people who are either currently in decision-maker positions or that God would make some of you. Uh, That's right. There may in, be listeners in those roles right who need to be yeah, decision-makers and yeah. policy uh, thinkers and, and what have you. Yeah, that goes back to the statement that we made earlier about waiting for somebody else. Um, you know, we've got to get those thoughts of, well, I can't do that. We have to uh, push those properly out of the way. If we're always waiting, if we're waiting for Governor Ron DeSantis to to keep our freedoms, that's that's the wrong thing. I'm glad he's doing it. He's doing a great job. If yep. we're waiting yep. for the next, so to speak, Donald Trump or Donald Trump again, you know, whatever, whatever people's hopes are. Uh, no, it, it, this is for the people, by the people. This is our nation. This mm-hmm. is our city. And uh, we need to stand up, especially the saints of God. Right we need on. to stand up in, right in righteousness. So, uh, folks, you've, you've been listening to Ask the Preacher, and really glad you joined us today. I, I want to read a scripture to you before we go. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Look and see that everything is made new. Right on. Man, when we come into Jesus, he just changes everything. New life. New life is only found in Jesus Christ. Uh, folks, you're, you've been listening to Ask the Preacher. You can visit us at askthepreacher.com. You can visit Believers Fellowship Church in person or online. Believersfellowship.com is the place to go. I hope you will join us at City Hall at noon next Thursday or Munn Park at 6 next Thursday, May the 5th, for the National Day of Prayer. And uh, we'll see you there. Have a good weekend. See you, everybody.